0: gentlemen welcome to the blind Tag podcast i'm your host kyle Nashon, and i hope everyone's having a good day um it's been kind of a strange couple weeks over this way as the silhouette of my guest takes a swig of something we believe it is water but it might be a 40 we don't know what it is but TJ, we're going to talk about the College World Series, the entire tournament. TJ, how you doing, my man?
1: I'm doing well. And, uh, you know, I'll leave that up to your imagination as to what that is. But uh, <laughs> no, it's brisk ice tea. I love that stuff. But
0: there you go.
1: I'm excited uh, for college baseball. Uh, I love the College Baseball World Series. I love the college baseball season. There's just a there's another level of hype to it. You know, like MLB is great, but there's just something about college sports to me that just it gets everyone really excited, especially when they start picking out regional hosts for baseball. And and it's just a really exciting time, and I'm excited to go over it.
0: So real real quickly before, like, like I said, we're really going to just, you know, dive into this head first. Um, what's your first memory of watching the uh, – uh, College World Series? So, watching the College
1: World Series, I was very big... Or, I mean,
0: in- I mean, I'm a tournament, or it could be just the College World Series in itself.
1: Well, okay, so, I was very into MLB during the beginning of my high school career, uh, and I watched college here and there, and there are definitely some moments that I remember, but actually, the reason that I attended my university <laughs> that I went to was in 2016 when, uh, coastal Carolina won it, the Cinderella story. And that just kind of re to me that, you know, by that point I was already college football over NFL. I was already college basketball over NBA just for my own personal preference. And, and then I was like, you know what? College baseball is right there too. Cause you've got that storyline. You you've got those, um, those those memories that are made like nobody everyone wrote coastal carolina off and then they went to omaha for the first time ever and they came home with the trophy and you and me got to sit um in the stadium pretty much right ne- right above it when it was in the uh the 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 team store in springsbrook stadium so like you know i love that memory i love that call and uh you know college world series is just Something else, man.
0: Absolutely. I think, you know, my first, like, really paying attention to it was the Coastal Carolina run in 2016. Um, But, you know, being, being, uh, you know, a couple years older, um, I think the first uh, time I really – I want to say it was 99. um, Florida State, like, uh, dominated – I made a dominating run into the college world series um and i remember them playing florida not playing miami in the finals but Florida, uh, but florida state like dominated that entire tournament And i remember really like paying attention to it um because me and you know a, a few friends of mine we went to uh myrtle beach conveniently enough um at a at, i want to say one of the campgrounds i think closer to like Fifth Avenue um south I believe okay. um but you know just just you know I think it was raining one day so we just watched baseball and it was Florida State playing and they were just dominating so and of course my dad being a Florida State you know uh, born in the uh, Pensacola area uh that's close to Tallahassee he, he's a Florida State guy.
1: Yeah, it is, it, and and that's the other thing. It's like you know, you can have your fandoms with professional sports, but a lot more people have ties to schools and stuff like that because mm-hmm. they're local, you know. And that's with any sport, but you know, that's just another thing that makes the college baseball World Series that much, um, that much better. I'd say it's still in terms of American baseball, it ranks. Third on the list behind the World Series, and I would say the Little League World Series because that mm-hmm. gets a lot of attention. But the college oh, World is right there.
0: Uh, especially now that they've done um, um, like like the, the Little League um, MLB partners with the Little League Baseball, and like that mm-hmm. Sunday. Um, I don't know if it's like the first Sunday, like before they really get into like the main. Yeah, like the, the play
1: ball day or something
0: yeah yeah the, the, i don't know it was like a play ball day or it was like an off day where they they basically play a major league baseball game at uh, in um williamsport uh pennsylvania and basically the entire crowd is populated by all of the uh college world series teams and and like you 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 see um those the players who are playing in those games actually go to the games early you know they're in the they're in the crowd watching the little league players play and then it's vice versa like and, and it's crazy that like you 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 see these uh major league baseball players asking for autographs from the little leaguers like oh, that's that's just that's that's awesome but it's, it's you know
1: amateur amateur sports just has that feel
0: it's it's yes such,
1: it's such an awesome atmosphere
0: and i will i will say this I will put that little that, that little league Sunday game for baseball on par with the Winter Classic in the NHL. And here's the reason why. Because of the emotion it evokes out of the professionals who are getting paid to play, but they're playing in a in a setting that they played as a kid and just love it.
1: Yeah, that and the uh, the new Field of Dreams game. Oh my
0: god! I like that first it. one was just. I think that, you know it was it was supposed to be done um, in twenty twenty, but obviously right. you know some things happened. Um, right. But then and then I think they did it in twenty twenty one, and it was like the most watched Major League Baseball game in like twenty years. Like, like really? It's like, if you want to market
1: baseball, that's how you do it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And what you need to do is you need to make sure you, you have a plan in place where, um, let's see, there's 30 teams, uh, within a, in a seven year span, every team participates in one of those games. Yeah. That's awesome. So, and then you but,
1: add that to and, and like I'm going to I'm going to bring us full circle here. And, yep. you, you know, you you add that to the fact that every couple, every what is it, five years, you have the World Baseball Classic. And yep. and you have, um, you know, the MLB doing not only uh, in country neutral site games, but they also do a game in Mexico. Now they do a game in Japan um, and like all of that excitement at the professional level it trickles down. And like all of these regionals, I've just noticed that like, you know, the amount of effort that gets put into each regional um, in the, in terms of like, you know, fan experience or the actual games themselves and what they do for the venues. Like, it's just, it's an exciting time in the baseball uh, in the baseball world this time of year.
0: Absolutely. Um, But we, what we want to do is, I want to release, you know, we're going to talk about what the what the uh, top 16 seeds are. And I'm going to do it in order of how they would match up in the super regional. So Wake Forest is the number one seed. They had a dominant second half of the season. Really just blew everybody away. Um, no one had a shot to beat them, really. Um, if they advance... They will face the number 16 seed, Alabama Crimson Tide. Yes, this is baseball, not football. So now Alabama has dominated in three sports. Lord, help us all. Uh, You might see a theme here, and I'll ask you this question in just a little bit. Uh, The number two seed is the Florida Gators. They will be matched up with the number 15 seed, South Carolina Gamecocks. Uh, Third seed is Arkansas. they would be matched up with representing the Missouri Valley Conference. Indiana State as the 14th seed who owns a victory over Vanderbilt this year. Number four seed would be Clemson. They would be matched up with um, the number 13 seed Auburn. So if they advance, spoiler alert, the Tigers will advance. We just don't know which one. Uh, fifth seed is LSU. They would be matched up with the number 12 seed, Kentucky Wildcats. Vanderbilt would be matched up with the number 11 seed, Oklahoma State Cowboys. Virginia is the seventh seed. They'll be matched up with the number 10 seed, Coastal Carolina, Chanticleers. And then the 8-9 matchup would be Stanford versus Miami. So, TJ, the only thing I want to ask first is, is there one – Team that you think should have been seated uh, um, outside of this top sixteen, or is there like an or uh, like a order that you would have um, like two teams to swap?
1: Um, am I just talking about the sixteen you named? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. If if if, if there's if there's one team that should have been in, who you know should have been um, seated and and given a hosting uh, poss- um hosting the regional, who would it be?
1: Um, let's see. I, in terms of outside of what you just named, mm-hmm. I would have loved to see Dallas Baptist toast. Um, and I don't, I don't know if that's, if, if that's your question, but I'm going to run with it. Um, okay. they were 16th in RPI. So like right on that bubble. And I understand that, you know, you've got a lot of things to consider with, um, uh, with, you know, how we choose regional hosts and and venue has to do with it. And, you know, uh, strength of schedule has to do with it. But 16th RPI and the fact that a couple of years ago, it, you know, in, in 2016, Horner Park was ranked the 20th best stadium in America, according to D1 Baseball. And you look at their actual schedule, they swept Oral Roberts, which is a tournament team. They split the series with Oklahoma, who's a host, and they also split the series with Oklahoma State, who's a host. And Oklahoma State, in terms oh. of Oklahoma,
0: is not a host.
1: Oklahoma is Oklahoma's a host?
0: No, they're not. They're actually in the Virginia Regional.
1: You're right. Excuse me. I, I apologize. They are. They are in. They are a tournament team. I had that written wrong yeah, here. Um, tournament team. Yeah, they're a tournament team. They split the series with Oklahoma State, who is a regional host. So then Uh you get into, you know, RPI. I said that they're number 16th. Oklahoma State, Auburn. Those are both regional hosts who have a lower RPI than Dallas Baptist. Auburn is 19th. Oklahoma State is 17th. Stanford is 15th, and they were right on that bubble. And I think that it made more sense to give Stanford a regional because if you look at the map the regionals are so heavily southeast it's like there's Stanford's the only one that's out of the southeast yeah um but i don't know man i would have loved to see i would have loved to see Dallas Baptist in there another team is Campbell I would have loved to see Campbell host their 13th in RPI and they were a huge offense this year. And, you know, if you want to spread things out, you could also take a look at Boston college. So I don't know. I think that those are some of the teams that I would have liked to see the little guy get a hosting job. But other than that, I think that, you know, I, I can't say anything negative about the regional hosts that actually have their spots you know what i mean i can't say anything negative about them i would have just loved to see those teams get a shot to like boost that community morale
0: yeah um looking at the um rpi uh campbell against um rpi top top 50 we'll just go top 50 uh campbell was nine and five dallas baptist was two and seven so I think Campbell would have had a, a better opportunity than uh, Dallas Baptist, but you know, absolutely. Um, I, I really, honestly, if one of those teams were, who do you who, who do you remove? And if it's exactly, yeah, you you remove an SEC team like Auburn, who uh, went. I'm 15 and 16 against RPI top 50 with the majority of those coming in SEC play. So, you know, when, when you have like the best conference in baseball, you know, you're, you're going to get some love, but it's, it, it, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, who gets, uh, best in base in, in, in basketball, like who's, uh, going to be in what spot and, you know the seed line and stuff like that, so it, it is it is is definitely a uh, interesting thing. But let's let's look at the regionals real quick. So let's start with the number one seed, Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Uh, they will be taking on the George Mason Patriots. Uh, the winners, I, I believe, they are the winners out of the Atlantic Ten. As uh, my thing decides to close up and yes they are the automatic um, bid out of the Atlantic 10 conference they're making their first appearance since 2014 um, now they uh, they will face the winner of the Maryland and Northeastern matchup Northeastern is a at large bid out of the Colonial because UNCW won that uh tournament and Maryland and that is the tournament winner of the big 10 so my my question for this one is very simple do any of these three teams have a shot of even sending wake Forest to the losers bracket
1: yeah no I was gonna I I was literally getting ready to say you know like uh, guys thanks for coming um (laughs) it's it's really tough to say any any team other than Wake Forest is coming out of that regional they are a scary offense with one of the top pitching staffs in the nation there's a reason that they were flirting or in possession of the number 1 uh seed all year long um that thanks for coming guys it's we're going to have to just wait and see what happens in the super regional for Wake Forest and who they draw but um you know, I think that Winston Salem is gonna have a uh, a really good time watching their Demon Deacons just beaten up on all three of those teams. I think that Maryland's a really talented team. Uh, I just I think that Wake Forest has has eclipsed that uh, that upper echelon of of top tier college baseball teams this year.
0: I agree. What, you know. In that first game against Coastal, they, uh, Coastal won at 13-11 in, the, in the rematch. When they found their footing, it was a massacre. So I, I agree. I think if there's one team that could really give Wake um, a fight, it is Maryland. And it's it's all about Maryland wanting to prove that they made the right decision to move to the Big Ten. And they would love to go into Wake Forest's uh, baseball stadium and put an L on them. But I I, I see them winning on Sunday and advancing to uh, the Super Regional. Yeah, it's it's real. I mean, it's it's tough to
1: it, it, you know, with with a team like Coastal, you know, you talked about the, the Wake Forest Coastal series this year. It's. It's easier to say, you know, okay, they struggle with pitching, so it's going to, like, Coastal struggles with pitching. So they just have to put up as much runs, as many runs as they possibly can in order to just outscore the other opponent. It turns into a basketball game. But you don't really have that with Wake Forest, right? Like, you have, like I said, one of the top pitching staffs in the nation, and they can swing the sticks. It it's It's a tough team to beat. Uh, they're the favorites for a reason.
0: Absolutely. Well, let's let's move go down to Tuscaloosa, hosted by the number sixteen national seed Alabama Crimson Tide. They have to take on Nichols, the uh, automatic um, bid out of the Southland Conference, making their first tournament since nineteen ninety eight. This is the first time Nichols State is making a tournament with a 64-team field. So, congratulations to them. Uh, Thanks for coming. Uh, uh, And then the 2-3 matchup will be the two-seed Boston College Eagles out of the ACC. And a surprise, Detroit Trojans out of the Sunbelts, one of the last four teams in the tournament. Uh oh by the way we will get to this, this early later but uh Arizona State would have been in if Tulane hadn't had a miracle Atlantic con- uh, Atlantic all, uh, American Athletic Conference tournament but we will you talk must, about that.
1: Let's believe we're going to be talking about them later.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> so my my question is do you those Troy or Boston College have what it takes to send Alabama home.
1: Here's what I will say. Um, I don't think – I think we're going to need a game seven. Okay. I think we'll need a game seven. I think that Alabama probably edges it. But don't count Boston College out. Oh, no. They are are a – they're a really talented team this year. Uh, for whatever reason, the Northeast just has some power uh, power teams this year uh, with, you know, Boston College, UConn, the likes of them. So I think that Boston College beats Troy, and I think that they end up facing Alabama going up against Troy again in the loser's bracket, and then they push it to a seventh game um, with Alabama. I think they'll beat Alabama at least once uh, okay. in, in the regional uh, will they do it twice? It's kind of a toss up for me. I don't know.
0: So so you you're thinking Alabama's going to win but it's going to be they're going to game 7. Yeah, I think that
1: Alabama remains uh undefeated in the regional until game 6 on Sunday. And then when they Ooh. go up when they go up against uh I'm picking Boston College coming out of the game 5 losers bracket. I think that Boston College wins. Uh, they they just sweep Sunday, and then it all comes down to Game 7.
0: And honestly, I, I like how they do it now, where the Game 7 will be on Monday. Um, it used to be they would have the Game 7 later on Sunday.
1: Yeah, I was thinking about that. I would have liked to see it. Like how they do the the actual College World Series, the the final game, if needed, happens on Sunday afternoon because they start on the Thursday. I think yeah. that it makes more sense to start on the Thursday. Monday's kind of a weird day to have a rubber match.
0: Yeah, but you also got to remember kids are out of school. Yeah, that's true. Stuff like that. So, but let's 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 move on to uh, the one. Um, Region that is in the West, and that is the Stanford Cardinal. They are the eighth seed. Uh, They will be taking on number four seed San Jose State out of the Mountain West Conference, uh, making their first tournament appearance since 2002. Conveniently enough, in Stanford. So they are returning to Stanford for the first time since 2002. They won the uh, Mountain West uh, tournament. The two-three matchup is going to be two-seed Texas A&M out of the SEC and three-seed Cal State Fullerton out of the Big West. I believe they are they are the uh, regular season champions. The Big West does not have a tournament. They are making their first tournament appearance since 2018 when they hosted a super regional, but failed to advance to the college world series. So I think this one, uh, this region you have, you know, like I said, Texas A&M Cal state, Fullerton, you never can count them out. Um, Is this the region where you see a, um, a team other than Stanford advance?
1: I've got my money on San Jose state. Um, I really like advancing. The way, advancing yes, um, I like the way that they match up. A lot of people, you know, they, you, you're going to see a lot of people say, "Oh, this is a Texas A&M upset," but Texas A&M struggles on the road. Uh, they're eight and nine this season, um, and I think that that does play a play a factor into this, uh, being that they are going over to the West Coast and Stanford. Mm-hmm is pretty shut down at home. They're 20 and seven on the year at home. So this is a huge advantage for them. I think that the pride of playing in front of their, uh, their school and their fans is going to play a factor. Cal state Fullerton. Yes. I like them. I think they're a a scrappy team, like a San Diego state. Um, But I really like San Jose state. I don't know what it is. Um, I, I like them advancing in this one.
0: Sorry, Rusty wanted to uh, let him let me know that he's there. <laughs> okay, oh, so, so San Jose State coming out of the Palo Alto Regional, which would mean that the winner of the um, Coral Gables Regional would host the Super Regional unless it's Maine. So Miami... At that point, then then we're going to Cal State Fullerton. Uh, Miami, the uh, automatic bid out of the ACC. No, I'm sorry, Clemson won. My bad. They beat Miami in the final. Uh, Miami is the runner-up in the ACC. They'll be taking on Maine. They are the automatic bid out of the America East Conference, making their tournament for the first time since... This computer doesn't want to work with me. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, 2011, they were in the Ch- Chapel Hill Regional. And then let's look at the 2-3 matchup. Uh, Texas versus another one of the final four teams to make it into the tournament based on an impressive final couple games in the Sunbelt Tournament. The number three seed, Louisiana. Lafayette Ragin, Cajuns. So uh I, I'm I'm thinking Miami, but I'm also not going to sleep on Louisiana because they have some momentum right now.
1: Yeah. Louisiana has a ton of momentum. Um Texas could be a threat in this one. This is a pretty good, like this is a three-way boss up here. Um, in my opinion, I think that the Cajuns have what it takes to pull it off, especially when you've got pitchers on that staff like Blake Marshall, uh, who are willing to give it absolutely everything they've got in the Sunbelt tournament. Um, he pitched in both games on Saturday against Coastal Carolina, where um, uh, the raging Cajuns knocked Coastal out of the, the Sun Belt Championship to go on to eventually lose to Southern Miss. But in that game, in the, both of those games, Blake Marshall goes on the mound for nearly 10 innings of scoreless baseball between the two games. Crazy performance. And if that's the type of grit that I'm going to see out of the Raging Cajuns and postseason play, I could see any one of those three making it out. Maine, uh, you're going to have to show me something, but. The other thing to consider is Miami's only lost five times at home this year. And uh, I don't know. It's, it's a tough, it is a tough regional.
0: I agree. I, I think really, you know, Maine, obviously they may start fat uh, start off hot, but I think they'll cool off by the end of game one or game two, whichever game they're going to play in. Um, but I, w- I would love to see Louisiana make it because Louisiana also in the women's uh, tournament, softball tournament, advanced to a super regional. So congratulations to them. Um, But it's – so are, are you going with Miami or are you going with
1: uh... – I don't know, man. This is <clears> – <throat> this tournament challenge is a lot harder than like March <laughs> Madness because – it's just one I game know. and you're done. But now you've got double elimination and you've got losers brackets, and it's like uh-huh. this could really go any way. I mean, I would not be—I'll say that I would not be surprised if Miami comes out on top. But don't sleep on Texas or Louisiana. It's really just a toss up for me.
0: Well, toss that <laughs> coin up. Get get just just yeah, my three
1: sided side. coin.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Come on.
1: I'll take uh, I'll take Miami.
0: Okay. So, Miami, but it will go to game 7.
1: Oh, yeah, it's going to game 7 again. Yeah. Maine's going to go and 2, but it's going to go to it, it's it's going to go to game 7 for the rest of them.
0: Absolutely. And I and I could see multiple extra inning games as well. Oh yeah.
1: Especially, especially if Texas and Louisiana go up against each other, I see that going to at least eleven.
0: I was gonna say fifteen, but all right, that works too. <laughs> but let's let's move on to a regional that has some interesting characters. The Baton Rouge regional, populated by the LSU Tigers. And they will be taking on the Tulane Green Wave, the winner of the American Athletic Conference, first making their first tournament appearance since 2016, make, having a wonderfully awesome record of 19 and 40. D- the 2-3 matchup. <laughs> um, Sam Houston State. Uh, it will be the three seed. uh champions out of the WAC conference. Um, they will be taking on Pac-12 uh, at large Oregon State. So, I like this story about Tulane because it's basically anything can happen when these conference tournaments happen. Um... And and they're gonna be in Louisiana to play LSU. Can Tulane win a game? So Even-
1: you remember I'm gonna take it back a little bit. You remember in my uh my appearance on your March Madness uh Podcast yeah. when we did that. Uh I had Pitt as a dark horse. Okay. They were in the uh the first four. Uh they had to play their way into the final couple of seeds. Uh and I had them making a run to the sweet sixteen. Right. Am I gonna say the same about Tulane? No, but but listen, <laughs> but hear me out for a second. Um I'm gonna hear you out. Tulane is 19 and 40 and that's the big number that you look at but they've got two wins over ECU, a tournament team. They've got a yeah. win over Penn who granted. That's the Ivy League conference champ, but that is a win over a conference champion and a uh, tournament team. You've yeah. got a win over Washington who's a tournament team and they had they they do get on base in more ways than just hits. They they put up a ton of walks. They get guys on. It's just about getting them in. I think that if they can find something that clicks, are they going to upset LSU in game one? Probably not. But do I think that they can make a run after that first loss? I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. The one team that I actually think doesn't stand a chance is Oregon State, who is – that's the two seed, correct, in that region? Right. I don't think that Oregon state has a very good chance in this. They're 39 and 18 and that's great, but they're 12 and 9 on the road. That's a toss up basically just over 500. And then you look at Sam Houston and they're 6th in the nation for runs scored. They put in, a, they get a lot of guys across home. And mm-hmm. I got to say I think that a lot of people going into this are going to sleep on Sam Houston and I think that Tulane has the ability. I mean they've shown that they have the ability to get wins over big teams. Will it happen? I guess we'll just have to wait until the their second game cuz I don't think that LSU is is going to is going to drop that first game. They're top 5 in the nation for runs, home runs and on-base percentage so I don't think it matters how well Uh, Tulane does at the plate; they're just going to get outscored. But I think my only my only team that doesn't stand a chance is Oregon
0: State. I think they go zero and two. Ooh, okay. So we could see a potential um, LSU. I'm sorry, a potential Tulane versus Sam Houston for the right to play LSU in the regional finals. That's what I think it's going to be. But but LSU is probably going to advance. Yes. Okay. So, which means they would be hosting the Super Regional. Let's move on to who they would face in that Super Regional. The number 12 seed, Kentucky Wildcats. They will be taking on uh, Ball State, the winners out of the MAC Conference. The 2-3 matchup, West Virginia and Indiana. Uh, both teams at large bids from the uh, Big Twelve and Big Ten, respectively. So, I think this one's going to be, you know, kind of kind of simple. Um, do do you see Kentucky just, you know, down? You know, and I won't say dominating competition, but advancing without without a threat. Or do you see a team like Indiana, try, you know, posing a good threat to Kentucky?
1: I actually, like, I know that Kentucky ended the year as the number two seed in the Baseball America uh, poll. But I got to say, this is another one that could go a couple of different ways for me. I think that Indiana is a lot better than people give them credit for. Mm-hmm. I don't think that West Virginia or Ball State stand a chance, but if Indiana advances, that wouldn't surprise me at all. I think that Kentucky had a really good late push, and that definitely plays a factor in terms of momentum heading into the tournament. Right. But I got to pick Indiana here. I really do. I got to pick Indiana here. There's a reason that Kentucky, as the number two team in the nation, is slotted at the 12th seed. There, There is. And it's because they have not been that good all year long. They haven't been as good as they have as of late all year long. And I think Indiana is a gritty team. Indiana State, in general, from the high school level all the way up, they are a really good baseball state in the past couple of years. I think that Indiana has a really good shot here to make some noise.
0: All right. Okay. So we have our second um, unseeded team advancing. Let's see if we can continue this train going on with the Clemson regional. Number four uh, overall seed. Clemson will be taking on Atlantic Sun champion Limpscomb. The 2-3 matchup will be the Tennessee Volunteers taking on Conference USA champion Charlotte. Charlotte has had a sneakily good season. Um, If if you really think the state of North Carolina, they have all four of its ACC teams, plus ECU, plus Charlotte. And remember, Charlotte's going to the American Conference next year. So... uh, I I think Charlotte can shock a lot of people. I think they can beat Tennessee. I think they can uh, make it to uh, the regional final. Uh, What say you?
1: I mean, I really wanted to pick Tennessee here because I really love that program. Um,
0: Mm -hmm. But
1: you just – you look at their road numbers. They won four games on the road. Four. I just don't see it happening. Even for an SEC team that went 38-19 and on the year – I don't see them competing with a really good Clemson team. Um, Lipscomb and Charlotte, I think Charlotte will put up a fight, but I, I think that Clemson just takes this one outright.
0: Yeah, I I, I don't see it. Uh, they might scare them in, in uh, game six, but I don't see this going to a game seven. But yeah, I, I think Clemson's going to win. So let us see if there's going to be a tiger on tiger battle. Uh number 13 seed uh, Auburn will be hosting their regional. They'll be taking on Ivy League champion and friend of Tulane, Pent. No, I'm sorry, Penn. excuse me. I don't know so you were talking about Pitt earlier. Sorry. Uh the number 2 seed uh Sunbelt Champion Southern Mississippi in their fir- completing their first season in Sunbelt play, they will be taking on uh southern conference champion and number 3 seed samford uh southern Miss has been very good in in tournament play in recent years um just, just kind of like overall i mean they haven't won any titles but they're they're always that team that really looks at, at you know you see you, you see them in the bracket you go oh we got to play them so Um, Is Clemson going to be saying, ooh, we got to play Southern Miss next weekend, or does Auburn advance?
1: So Auburn got an insanely good draw in their regional. I mean, you've got two conference champions in your regional alone. I don't think that – well, yeah, Southern Miss, but I'm going to get to them in a second. Um, Okay, all right, all right. So uh, what I mean is like two – uh, conference champions and and if there was, if, if they didn't win, there was no shot. I think Southern Miss is a bubble team regardless um, and yeah. I think that they have a chance to make it and that's what I was getting ready to say was then they pulled Southern Miss and now it's a two team regional. Um, when you look at Southern Miss, here's the big thing for me. <laughs> This program knows how to win from April 23rd to May 18th. They won on a 14 game win streak that included wins over coastal Carolina and two wins over Tulane, which isn't saying a whole lot this year, but it is a tournament champion and a tournament or excuse me, a conference champion and a tournament team. Right. And then when you look at Auburn, They went one and three against Alabama and they got swept by Arkansas. So it's tough for me, but what puts Auburn over the edge and what makes me pick them is the fact that they went on the season two and one against LSU. Mm. That's the big one for me. This team knows how to get the job done in the big games. I got Auburn in this one, but I could see it going to game seven. Southern Miss is going to be a test.
0: I agree. Now, um, Penn, I think they're going to be motivated in this game. And the only reason uh, in their first matchup against Auburn, the only way I say this, this is the first time since 1995 that they've been in the tournament. So I can see them coming out hot to try to say, "Hey, this is our first time in almost twenty, almost thirty years that we have we're making the tournament." So, uh, that first inning, you know, if Auburn just holds off on that first inning, lets them go through their emotions, you know. It'll be how Auburn responds to Penn's emotional outburst of being in a tournament for the first time in almost 30 years is really going to set the tone for that series. If they struggle to do that, it's Southern Miss's um, region to take. But if, if they weather the storm of that first inning and then go, okay, all right, you had your fun set uh, seven runs in the next inning, Auburn's here to play, so
1: yeah. It all depends, like you said, on how Auburn shows up. If they Absolutely. if they play an SEC brand of baseball, they don't have a problem here. But Mm-mm. if they fall asleep, this this is Southern misses
0: region. Well, let's go to Fayetteville, Arkansas, host of the number uh, home of the number three seed, Arkansas Razorbacks. They will be taking on. West Coast Conference champion Santa Clara. Uh, TCU as the two seed will be taking on Arizona as the three seed. Um, TCU is thanking their lucky stars that Georgia is not in this regional. Otherwise, they would have flashbacks to January, and that's they don't want that. Um, my question is, does another TCU team get demolished by an SEC opponent in a postseason tournament? Or a postseason game.
1: Uh, this time around, yes. Um, just because I mean, Arkansas won thirty games at home this year. It's it's tough to it's tough to bet against that. Now, here's what I will say because this is going to be really short for me. Arkansas is winning the region. I don't see them losing a game, but I do see them losing the super regional because they are a coin flip once again on the road and i mean if they can pull if if they can pull a uh, a host uh, for the super regional against well, which they, they will they um, will so eh, maybe i jump the gun there maybe i right. jump the gun there i will we'll have to wait and see how indiana state plays against uh north carolina and iowa in the in that regional but I think that Arkansas does not have a
0: problem here. Well, speaking of the um cyclones, no, Sycamores, the Indiana State Sycamores. They are hosting a region. They're actually in the tournament for the I want to say for oh okay, right, they were in 2021. Never mind. Uh they will be taking on Wright State, the horizon uh League champion back to back Horizon League champions in the uh, 1 4 matchup, Iowa versus North Carolina. North Carolina was not having a North Carolina type season this year. So, my question is Does even in actually let me ask it this way is Indiana State, despite being a nationally seeded team, the underdog in their own regional? And if so, can they can they use that momentum to carry themselves to a Super Regional?
1: I think in terms of experience, yes. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking North Carolina with the success they've had of late. I mean, in terms of experience and in terms of actual uh, postseason play, um, North Carolina is the team to beat in that Regional. But give me the sycamores. I – I really like what I've seen from them. I really like uh, the the fact that they get to host and they're one of those lesser-known teams uh, getting to host this year. I think that they're going to be playing electric. And like I said, Indiana is a really good baseball state right now. I like their chances. I don't think Iowa stands much of a chance, but yeah. North Carolina could wake up the bats come postseason time. So – I don't know. And
0: I got, and I got Rumor has it that um, Larry bird might have at least one more year of eligibility remaining. And he might, if he switches sports, so he <laughs> might come, he might come back to school just to, just to play for the baseball team. And I'm sorry. If, if I'm in those schools and I see Larry bird walk out, I'm going, I'm done. <laughs> cause you, cause he's going, he's going to play the game like it was in the eighties. Not like it is now. Which means if you see if you if you're a catcher and you see him running just just walk just go to the dugout <laughs> because you're either going to go you're either going to walk to the dugout or you're being flung to the dugout. Oh, those are the days. But now let's go into a, a program that has some success in uh, college base in a college baseball postseason play. That is the Vanderbilt Commodores, there to the six overall seed. They will be taking on Eastern Illinois, and I believe uh, I can't remember what conference for day. F- I want to say it's Missouri Valley. No, uh, Ohio Valley. It's one of those valleys. Uh, Ohio Valley Conference champions. They're making their first appearance since 2008. The two-three matchup will be Oregon, the Pac-12 champion versus Xavier, and I believe Xavier is is the Big East Tournament champions, making their first appearance since 2017. Um, Oregon appeared last year. So, Vanderbilt, dominant, sco- dominant school in baseball over the last 10 years. Does, is, is this another uh, tale of thanks for showing up enjoy your stay, tip your waitress, and go home.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I let you get all that out because I know that you prepared really well and and you wanted to talk about each of these teams, and that's fine. I'm not picking against Vanderbilt in a baseball game. Let's move on. (laughs) It's not happening. (laughs) All right. No, I mean – I don't want to well, be. I don't want to sound aggressive, but like I mean, I love Oregon as a school. I, uh, no, <laughs> I'm not okay. picking against Vanderbilt. All right. So, Especially not since they're having another great year. They've been uh, down for Vanderbilt standards the past couple of years, but now they're back up with the top of the pack. Uh, let's. You uh, I'll see you in the super regionals.
0: All right, but who would who would they host? Well, that would be the number 11 seed, uh, Oklahoma State. They will be taking on Oral Roberts, uh, champions of the Summit League. Yes, the Summit League. And then the 2-3 matchup is going to be Dallas Baptist versus Washington. Uh, Dallas Baptist, uh, they're actually an at-large bid out of Conference USA. Washington, obviously, out of the Pac-12. So as I know we we, we were we were very um, um talkative about Vanderbilt so I know we won't have much to say about this regional um, does Dallas Baptist or Washington pull off an upset?
1: I like Dallas Baptist. I think that you know if I mean if if Dallas Baptist feels half as insulted as I do that they didn't get a host, then I think that they're gonna come out to play. And I mean they're they are no slouch um when it comes to the actual baseball, let alone how nice their stadium is. But like I said, I think that the main reason that they ended up not hosting was because they were previously uh previous to the final week of the RPI, uh they were 13th. They dropped three spots after going two and one. They went two the and one term. that week and dropped three spots and then became the sixteenth. And that just paved the way for uh for Auburn to go and uh, and, and Oklahoma State to to get their uh their host uh opportunities. But it's like like I said, in their own region, they swept Oral Roberts. In in this year, uh, in this season, they are, they were a 46 and 11 team. They split the series already with Oklahoma state. So they've got experience with the team. I don't, I I like Dallas Baptist here. I think that they're going to go to the super regionals to face Vanderbilt.
0: The Patriots advancing to the super regional. And here is where we get to have some fun. The Charlottesville Regional, uh, number seven national seed Virginia will be uh, taking on Patriot League champion Army, uh, ECU, who, may, who many um, pundits had as hosting a regional. But if you lose your conference final to a nineteen, uh, a then eighteen and forty team, yeah, you're not hosting a regional. Uh, they will be a two seed, and they will be taking on the number three seed Oklahoma Sooners out of the uh, Big Twelve. Oklahoma only thirty-one and twenty-six on the season. Um, I think this is a two-team uh, um, regional. Can ECU overcome Virginia's um, overall power?
1: ECU in any sport in postseason play is really good. Like they come out of nowhere and they shock you. Last year they went off to the super regionals. This uh-huh. year they go up against a, a, a very good Virginia team. Like I'm not I'm not knocking Virginia but I think this is ECU's uh region to lose and I've got them I've got them sweeping it. I don't see them losing. Ooh. No. Okay. I don't think Army stands a chance, but I don't think anybody did. Yeah, um, but ECU, yeah, I'll I'll see you. Um, I'll see ECU in the uh, super regionals, which so, just a, just a forecast, I think, is going to set up a well deserved rematch
0: because they would the number seven regional matches up with the number ten seed regional hosted. a school that we kind of know something about coastal carolina they will be taking on the number four seed rider the champions of the metro atlantic athletic conference or as i call it the mac uh because you got the mac and you got the mac with two a's so you just got to add like a little sheet voice to it i don't care don't judge me anyway uh the Other matchup in that regional is the number two seed, Duke, who went 0-2 in ACC tournament play. And then the number three seed and champions out of the Colonial Athletic Conference, UNC Wilmington, uh, came on strong. Many people thought it would be either Northeastern or Elon to win the uh, Colonial, but UNC Wilmington gets the automatic bid. Um, See, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I'm torn in this one because I'm a graduate of Coastal, but I'm a Duke fan. So, like, I I want Coastal to win. I want them to advance. I think they will advance. It will go to a game seven. But I can also see Duke and and even UNCW, I can see them um putting putting a scare in the in the coastal carolina well before you added that last
1: part i was going to say i think that it's going to be uh, a toss up too but i think you picked the wrong team uncw and coastal that's a rivalry they I play a lot of games against each other over the years and I, I think that uncw has a really good shot in this one because coastal I mean, this is one of the best teams since their 2016 National Championship run. They've Agreed. got a big offense that we're so accustomed to seeing, but they are very sketchy with pitching. And and Coach Gilmore said over the past couple months, like this team's going to go as far as the pitching staff can take them. Teddy mm-hmm. Sharkey is doing a really good job in the back end of the bullpen, but there hasn't really been a starter that's emerged. Right. Usually in the past couple of years, and I'm going to show off uh, the, uh, the the coastal knowledge that we have a little bit. Right. Like we we've we've seen, you know, there was a Zach McCambly. You know, there was a Nick Parker. There was uh-huh. a uh, a Michael Knorr. But we haven't seen a starter emerge like that in this coastal uh, offense. It's been very bullpen reliant. And it's going to come down to whether or not they can keep runs off the board because we know that they can put runs up.
0: Yeah. I think one thing Costa is going to have to do is they're going to have to put in the back of their mind last Saturday going 0 2 to Louisiana. Yeah. Like, you know, that right there, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you know, the pass is the pass, but. These are still 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old kids. And your last time on the field, you lost two games in one day to play your way out of a Sunbelt Conference Tournament championship.
1: That you were undefeated going into.
0: Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, that's, you know, and, and also, I, I, and, and that's why I say, you know, the opposite of Duke is, they went 0-2, you know, and, and the ACC has this weird pull play where 12 teams advance. They do four pulls of three. You only you play two games and whoever has the best record, then they go to the semifinals. Like, I, I, I don't know. I think they they should just do, uh, like, standard pull play if they want to do it that way or a standard double elimination. But anyway, they lost two games to NC State, who... Um, Played their way into the tournament, and Miami. So I mean, it wasn't a bad region, a uh, um, group they were in, but they went zero and two. So I think they are looking to get on that field to prove that those last two games were not a fluke. So you know, you have a, you ha- you have you know, UNCW will be will be a dark, definitely dark horse because they won their tournament. But you have motivi- you have a motivated team in Duke. You have a team that should be motivated in Coastal Carolina. And Ryder's going to enjoy the beach. Well, yep. but do, you, do you have Coastal winning?
1: I have Coastal winning, yeah. But I have it going to Game 7. And I have it against uh, UNCW. Okay.
0: All right. I, I, I can definitely, definitely respect that. I, I, I think, you know... I would say Game 7 against Duke. But all I know is those games uh, between uh, Duke Duke and UNCW will be interesting, to say the least. But let's go to our last two regionals. The first one populated by the number two overall seed, Florida Gators. They will be taking on SWAC champions Florida A&M. Uh, the two-three matchup: UConn out of the Big East, and Texas Tech out of the Big Twelve. Uh, yeah, Big Twelve. I was going to say Pac-12 for some reason. Um, I, I see a Florida sweep in this region. Like, no disrespect to UConn or Texas. Texas Tech, you know, they've had great seasons, but Florida is just going just just on another level right now.
1: I agree, um, and as much as I, it, but as much as it pains me to say, I think he does go to a game seven. I think that Yukon UConn's got a shot here. I think that UConn's got a shot to shock people.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree, but I
1: am going to pick Florida um, just due to their bats alone.
0: Mm. All right. Well, let's go to our last regional. Um, hosting in Columbia, South Kakalaki. Uh, let's see. So you have, uh, South Carolina. They'll be taking on Northeast Conference champions, Central Connecticut State. The two, three matchup will be Campbell. The winners from the big South tournament, uh, Back-to-back conference champions versus NC State. So, here is my take on this: the winner of the Campbell NC State game on Friday wins the region.
1: Really?
0: Hmm. Because NC State's playing hot at the right time. Campbell has had an awesome, awesome season, Uh, made it into the top 10 for the first time. Like they're, 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 they're right in a Cinderella season that Coastal Carolina had, uh, uh, you know, type of season that Coastal had in 2016, you know, they're, they're, they're one of the top teams, but they're under the radar. So I, 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 you know, South Carolina, I mean, they've had a great year and stuff like that, but. I really think Campbell has an opportunity to shock the world. What say you?
1: I'm going to one-up you. Sure. Uh, Campbell's going to sweep the region.
0: They're my dark
1: horse. (laughs) We saved the best for last. Um, Look at the offense alone. 318 batting average. That's 11 in the nation as a team. 116 home runs as a team that's fifth in the nation they have the most runs per game in the nation with just under 10 runs per game and they're tied for eighth with 129 steals so not only do they get guys on base but they get guys across the plate and they are aggressive on the base paths you put that In addition to the fact that as a pitching staff, they have a 4.53 team ERA. This team is going to the Super Regionals. They are sweeping the Columbia Regional, and South Carolina is not going to know what hit them. That Mm. is my final thoughts on that.
0: Okay. So here is what the Super Regionals look like according to TJL Sullivan. Uh, Wake Forest will host 16 seed Alabama. Nine seed Miami will host San Jose State. Number five seed LSU will host Indiana. Um, the Tigers will advance to the College World Series, whether it be Clemson or Auburn. Arkansas will host Indiana. 14 seed Indiana State. Vanderbilt will host unseeded Dallas Baptist. Coastal Carolina will host ECU and Florida will host Campbell. So, uh, we're just going to do kind of rapid fire, uh, real quickly. Um, Wake Forest versus Alabama, Wake Forest, Wake, Wake Forest to the, to the uh, college world series. Uh, are they taking on Miami or San Jose State? I got Miami. Miami, yep. uh, does that does that go to a game three?
1: Does it go to a game three? No.
0: No? Could it be so. close to going to a game three?
1: I think game one goes to extras, but game two isn't close. Okay.
0: LSU and Indiana.
1: Um, I've got LSU. All
0: right. Clemson and Auburn.
1: So, if Auburn advances to the Super Regional, I've got Auburn going to the College World Series over Clemson.
0: Ooh. All right. Arkansas versus Indiana State.
1: <laughs> Give me the Sycamores. <laughs> Give me right. the Sycamores. All right. Chaos. I think, yeah, I think they're they're gonna be crazy.
0: Do do we go further into chaos and and, and advance Dallas Baptist through?
1: I was so close, but no. Um, okay, I, all right. Like like it, it, for me, when I was doing this, it was a toss up between do I advance the Sycamores or do I advance the Patriots? And I gotta say, still, I'm not gonna bet against Vanderbilt in a game of baseball. So
0: I got Vandy. All right, give me one second. All right. Um, ECU and Coastal.
1: Yeah, so like I said, setting up that rematch from last year, Coastal had a really magical run, it seemed like, in last year's uh, regionals. They were a win away from going to the Super Regionals, and now I think that ECU and CCU meet each other in the supers and i think coastal goes to the world series avenging their loss from last year
0: here it's okay you can sit down oh you you don't want to okay there you go what's
1: rusty's, take? Rusty what's rusty's bracket look like
0: um lots of tail wags and barking and whining anyway <laughs> All right. Um, Do we continue our theme of chaos and put Campbell through, or is it Florida?
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's Campbell. I got Campbell as well. (laughs) All right. I swear. It's going to game three, but I've got Campbell. I've got three upsets. I don't think that – I think Florida grows complacent after their regional – I think that they drop the first game, they wake up for the second game, and then when it's all on the line, I think Campbell has a big hit down the stretch, and it sends them to the World Series.
0: Now here, uh, just based on last year's tournament, only two of the top eight seeds advanced to the College World Series, including four unseeded teams, a nine-seed, and a 14 seed. According to Mr. TJ, we have a only 3 of the top 8 seeds advancing including a unseeded team in Campbell. So now and
1: a 14
0: and a what? Uh, and, and a 14, 14 and a 10. So, there's where we set up the College World Series championship. Series. So, in bracket one, Wake Forest versus Miami, LSU versus Auburn. I'm not going to have you do the entire bracket. Who comes out of the top half of the bracket?
1: Name that one more time.
0: Uh, Number one seed, Wake Forest, versus number nine seed, Miami. Number five seed, LSU, versus number 13 seed, Auburn.
1: I... I think that Wake Forest is a dominant team. I think that their magic runs out and LSU comes out of the top half. Oh. Okay. Because I mean LSU was was right up there the entire season with Wake Forest. That's think, true.
0: That is I, true.
1: Yeah, I think that LSU versus Wake is a really good matchup in Omaha.
0: And I think uh, and, and, and I think they would go. They would go to a game game uh, the the elimination game, the final game in that top half. Yeah, I think it's LSU. Okay. Indiana State versus Vanderbilt. Coastal Carolina versus Campbell. You have three teams in the bottom half of the bracket from com- from conferences outside of the power conferences. Vanderbilt would be looking at this going, ooh, lunch. Who advances from the bottom half?
1: As much as I'd love to say Campbell. This is where it ends for Campbell.
0: Soup. Yeah.
1: I am going to say this. If Coastal clicks with their pitching staff... Uh I think that they have upset potential. But for the time being, I'm going to pick Vanderbilt.
0: Okay. And the College World Series champion is?
1: Five and the six, huh? Right across the bracket from each other. I'm gonna go. Yep. I am gonna go with LSU. Two national championships in a year.
0: Ooh. Okay. I. So, like I said, I, I didn't want to give my, um, my 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 like my predictions, predictions until you did yours. So. Uh, I'm gonna say I agree. Let, let, let's do it this way. I agree with Wake Forest. I agree with Alabama. Um, as much as I want to say San Jose State as as a four seed, I think they will cause some havoc. But I think uh, Stanford advances. Okay. Um. Now. This is where my craziness starts. I think Louisiana comes out of uh, Coral Gables, so Louisiana would have to travel to. So either way, a team is going from the west coast to um, from one coast to the other. Okay. Um, LSU, one of the top teams of the the year. I agree. Um, I agree with Indiana. So, so I agree with that one. Uh Clemson. Here's here here's a funny thing. I, I'm going Charlotte. Oh, I like the pick. Something just tells me that Charlotte can can make a run. Um I have Auburn winning. Um I'll actually no. I'm gonna go complete chaos. I'm going to go Southern Miss. Okay. Which means Southern Miss would host Charlotte for a regional in a old conference USA matchup. Uh, Arkansas state, Indiana state. I, you know, I'm Arkansas and Indiana state. I agree with Um, Vanderbilt and Dallas Baptist. I I agree with, uh, you know, Dallas Baptist has been a a great team this year. Uh, I agree with, um, Coastal, I think that that is going to go to a game seven. Um, I also uh, I agree with ECU as well. I think Virginia somehow is just going to like they'll be okay, but just nothing. I could see them losing Army in their first game and then have to come out of losers bracket. Um, and Florida and Campbell, I'll, I'll agree with. All right, okay. So. Uh, Wake Forest versus. I'm going to go Louisiana.
1: I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Hold on.
0: So I have Louisiana versus Stanford. Well, but
1: you, you said Wake Forest versus.
0: Well, okay. So Wake Forest, I have Wake Forest being Alabama. Okay. I have Louisiana beating Stanford. Okay. I got LSU winning. Um, I I have Southern Miss advancing.
1: Against Charlotte, okay.
0: Actually, all right. Um, As much as I want to put them there, I got Arkansas. Arkansas versus Vanderbilt. And I got... I agree with Coastal, but I've got Florida. So, three teams from the Sun Belt. Um, But I agree with your final pick. I I think LSU and Vanderbilt, you know, Vanderbilt, well, no. Actually, since I got Florida in there, it's going to be LSU and Florida, but I got LSU winning. Okay. So, that is our uh, college baseball predictions. We will see how horrible we are uh, when the tournament starts on Friday. Um, I've got to get some dinner cooking. (laughs) And um, also prepare for uh, this Friday, not only watching, you know, keeping up with the tournament, but also... The reason why i'm up here in north carolina and not in south carolina yeah we've
1: got a uh we've, we've got a local celebrity on our hands now
0: right the, 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 they're they're uh, doubling their per, uh, production of tomatoes just to make sure they can throw them at me and still have some for dinner <laughs> gotta make sure Right, i gotta make sure but yeah um uh, doing doing games for a uh, colleg- summer collegiate baseball team here in Raleigh um, first game was was fun uh, we had technical difficulties but of course it wouldn't be a game that anyone from WCCU would have done it, it, it wouldn't have been a good game if it we it went perfectly so
1: if something doesn't go wrong something is terribly wrong
0: absolutely but TJ um great having you on the show hope you're in um hope your predictions are right we'll, we'll see what happens
1: Hopefully, uh, like i said
0: this is like i said it's kind of different with like the uh with the um, um ncaa tournament for the men's basketball because you have to take double eliminations into consideration so that's why i'm not like oh yeah i want you to do a bracket i want you to to fill out every single game no <laughs> i won't do that so
1: but, but yeah. I, I am going to do a bit of a shameless plug here because I know that you know this, and I'm not going to make any announcements yet, but I'm working on something. So I want, you know, whoever's listening, just hit me up on Twitter at TJ O'Sullivan underscore. Just stay tuned because there might be something big in the works. I don't want to make any announcements yet, but if you are interested in more uh college world series coverage just uh just know that something is potentially on the horizon for me Uh, there you go now leave it at that
0: all right i think that's a perfect way to end it uh this has been the blind tag podcast i will see you guys next week